Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. It's time for Almost EGOT. Welcome to Almost EGOT, the podcast that takes a look at performers who are one shy of collecting all four major performing awards. Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. And then shares our own brilliant ideas about how they can finish the job. I'm one of your co-hosts, Leah. And I am the other one, Evan. So let's get into today's. Today we will be talking about Jeremy Irons, the 74-year-old classically trained English actor who has dozens upon dozens of acting credits across stage film and television and we're gonna we're gonna figure out what he needs and and how to get it for him so yeah yeah what's he got he has the e o n t so he's missing his g so for his emmy awards um he has three the first is Outstanding Character Voiceover Performance for The Great War and the Shaping of the 20th Century in 1997. Then in 2006, he got Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Limited Series or Television Movie for Elizabeth I. And in 2014, he got Outstanding Narrator for Game of Lions. It's kind of a, it's a weird little set of Emmys, isn't it? it? Though two of them are about his voice, which is, you know. Well, that's kind of Manly. makes it funny that he does not have a have a Grammy, you know. Right. Yes. It's like it's like we don't care about you on screen, but you did a good job with your voice, but you know, whatever. <laughs> um so as we said, he does not have the Grammy. Um though he was nominated for one. He was nominated in uh for Best Spoken Word album for the play for which he has a Tony, which right. was the Best Leading Actor in The Real Thing, opposite Glenn Close as the other lead, and she also won the Tony that year, so I guess it was The Real Thing. Guess so. <laughs> Hot <laughs> take. <laughs> and then his Oscar, also a Best Actor, in 1991 for Reversal of Fortune. Yep. So I feel like most people, when you hear Jeremy Irons, like, I don't know about you, but I think of two roles. Can you guess what they are? Well, obviously, Scar. Scar in The Lion King. Absolutely. In the Lion King. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Uh huh. Can you guess and your the other, other two? One? I don't know. I don't know. The other one is Simon Gruber in Die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh. Hans Gruber's brother. I see. Gonna tell you, I do not think I saw the second Die Hard. Well, the second Die Hard is Die Hard 2, uh, first of all. Oh. So your problem here is that you haven't seen the third Die Hard, <laughs> which is better than not. the second one. Because the second <laughs> one is just Die Hard, but like, what if stuff happened on a plane? It's like, what if it was at the airport instead of at Nakatomi Plaza? So oh, got it. Okay. It was kind of like, that was definitely like the 80s style. Like, what if we made a sequel where the same thing happened in a different place to the same dude, which is statistically just really unlikely. But this time it makes a little more sense because it's like, okay, you dropped my brother off a building. I'm pissed about it. I'm going to play these elaborate Simon Says is the thing. See, Simon Gruber. Elaborate uh, little games. It's with the one with uh, with Samuel L. Jackson. 
his um jeremy iron's voice definitely would um sound like commanding and um i don't like i needed to follow his directions i feel like so it does kind of make sense i think that's in the voices where it really pulls off the like doing his like i believe that this could be hans gruber's brother yes but anyway that's a great little back-to-back -back run of beloved movies lion king die hard of the vengeance well beloved by me apparently um but yeah just fun to imagine him and alan rickman like being brothers together and hanging out yeah I, well in evil making evil plans apparently that's at what point do you think children start making evil plans together oh my experience <laughs> um around five <laughs> i think that's but like world domination evil or just like <laughs> make your day difficult evil? Oh, you have to start small. You work up the world dominance. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you like if so the Gruber brothers must have been like these sort of like little child prodigies, though. You imagine they were cooking mm -hmm. something up early. I don't know. This might be getting us a little far afield of the I was gonna say in real life though. <laughs> solving the Jeremy Irons problem, but um <laughs> My favorite thing that I found out was that he was the drummer and the harmonica player in a school band, a four-man school band called the Four Pillars of Wisdom. Jesus, get this man a Grammy. What are we doing already? I know. Um. Oh, also, a fun fact here that the uh, any EGOT, almost EGOT person who lacks the Grammy has what they call the triple crown of acting, right? Um. So only 24 people have done that ever so only 24 people have ever eotted um or toad maybe if we want to switch it around or something that i don't know um and neither uh, neither one sounds fantastic no, no, so we'll just keep it in order it'll be got, the, got the toe man <laughs> you want a toe i can get you too um and <laughs> what the hell was i talking about oh yeah so only out of those 24 only Helen Hayes and Rita Moreno have completed with the Grammy. Well, oh, Rita. So this, I'm, I guess my point being that this, it sounds like we'll be, we might get a bunch of these because they're, you know, that means there's 21 others who are missing this Grammy, it sounds like. So we're, we're going to have to. We're going to have a lot of Grammy ideas, yeah. Weird Grammy ideas. Oh, if you want weird Grammy ideas, just wait till we get to the end of this. Yeah. Well, let's, let's dive in. <laughs> let's, oh, man. Okay. Let's go. All right. Well, all right. You you go ahead and go first. Okay. I'm gonna I will go with my non weird Mine's idea. My slow build, you know. Yes. So my non weird idea, but I think could be successful, is we need a movie from Scar's point of view. Ooh. It's it's kind of in right now. We got the whole Descendants franchise with Disney that has the kids of the the bad the villains of Disney movies um we also so you basically want to like tony sopranoification of of the lion king franchise here right like or i mean <laughs> i was thinking like wicked but um ah, okay yeah but you know i just meant that I'm, whole i'm you gonna, know, prestige I'm gonna lean broadway and you're gonna lean uh, i just meant prestige television <laughs> for a while that was the all the rage was here you know tony soprano walter white Vic mm -hmm. Mackey, all the like, oh, these are the bad guys. Why am I rooting for him? It's like, yeah, you get behind Scar. He's charming. Right. So we have a movie. It has to have songs, clearly. 
because it'll be a Disney movie. And he would obviously sing the whatever the main big song is, and he could make it a children's album. So he you're basically proposing let's do the Lion album. King again, but different. And this time he wins a Grammy related to it doesn't even feel like a Grammy pro well. It is. Feels like you're backdooring your way to a Grammy here. Yes, because you win for best song from a movie. I mean, I get it. I'm just. There's also, but also make a whole album about it. I mean, okay, fine. He could also, there's, there's also. <laughs> I, I, I like the idea. I'm just. Also in that idea, though. debate. You have him read the story. From his point of view so you just make it into a children's book also okay so you're, he, you really are about like casting the wide net like let's figure out how to turn these projects into multiple nominations if you're gonna take the time you know get, no, I love get, that. get all I'm, the juice from this week because I, yeah. I i love it because i'm coming at it definitely with more of a like if we get it to half court we can heave one up and so i'd like that we're taking these different oh, approaches yeah. So that one would be. He could I get hope best my sports metaphors book. are landing for these awards <laughs> things. I mean, if we want to, we could. Um, he could just write poems about um, being Scar, and get the best best spoken word poetry album. That's another. Ooh, I love I love that because that's for a, your little beatnik kids. Yeah, it's some kind of like weird like. Yeah, it's like it's like a very like chicken soup for the soul like weird like what if scar was like our inspiration mm -hmm. yes makes that's, sense that's a little weirder be, i like that a little more it'd be very popular it's less uh, it's more insane which is why i mm -hmm. like it better i think mm -hmm. so i started thinking about grammy categories um which the obvious choice for ease but no fun would be like best music video because he could just like direct it and win so he could win for like best music video mm. director which is a category but that's boring are they still making music videos i don't know oh hell yeah now they're I like know. movies i know i don't know where they show them outside of like youtube but because <laughs> uh yeah i don't know um i was surprised actually side note how much how long ago they were making music videos like before mtv when you like find some of those and you're like oh these oh. Like, what was the reason mm-hmm how did you put them on television for their television I, specials I, may, I have no idea. I don't know what they were doing. Um, so we know he can sing, right? Yes. Um, he sings in The Lion King. Um, to mark the 100th anniversary of Noel Coward's birth, Iron sang a selection of his songs at the 1999 Last Night of the Proms held at Royal Albert Hall in London. Um, and ending with London Pride, a patriotic song written in the spring of 1941 during the Blitz. In 2003, he played Frederick Egerman in a New York revival of Stephen Sondheim's A Little Night Music. Two years later, he appeared as King Arthur um, in Camelot at the Hollywood Bowl. And he performed Bob Dylan's Make You Feel My Love on the 2006 charity album Unexpected Dreams, Songs from the Stars. So he can sing. Yes. Why are we not getting this man to sing in Grammy? So here's what because I'm thinking. Because of that voice. Because of that no, you just want him to read you a story, you know? No. Well, I do. Okay. He can. That's yeah. fine. He, yeah, can, yeah. he can come over and read us the story of how we won him a freaking Grammy with this idea. Okay. <laughs> I like it. So back to the categories, right? Um, in 1989, the Grammys broke out 
best heavy metal performance as a category separate from hard rock. Famously, that year, Metallica lost to Jethro Tull, decidedly not a heavy metal band. But that's beside the point. So nominations in this category are still absolutely littered with bands of that era, right? Of like the 80s, mm-hmm. heavy metal, like Judas Priest, King Diamond, Slayer. The 2021 Grammy in this category went to Body Count, Ice-T's heavy metal band from 1990. <laughs> so this thing is wide open. So I propose that he replaced Bruce Dickinson as the lead singer of Iron Maiden to form a new band called Iron's Maiden. And they go on to win a Grammy in the best heavy metal category in some fashion. I I can't Iron's believe I'm Maiden. say I can't believe I'm saying this. Um it's not a terrible idea. Well, it's a weird way of describing the best idea ever, but um I, you, your like, stunned silence was I I wasn't really yes. sure where it was gonna go. No, it was like, wait a minute, this could work. I think. Yeah. Irons like, Maiden. Uh, fronted by Jeremy Irons. Who doesn't love this? I, Iron Maiden, I love by the it. way. Yeah nominated but did not win in 1994 for a live version of fear of the dark and again in 2001 for a song called the wicker man and then finally did win this award in 2011 for their 41st single el dorado so iron maiden's already a previous winner as recently as 2001 who knew iron maiden was still even making songs in 2001 but they won yeah it's a category that loves legacy acts and we get to exploit Jeremy Irons' underrated pipes and really show the world what he can do. So I feel like that, you know, just one single. That's all. They, they don't need an album. They don't need a tour. They don't need anything. Write a song. Get him in there. Irons Maiden. Boom. Grand one, one and done. Guy got you and he got. So that's what, you know, that, that's my half court shot. He, yours is like, I'm going to lay the groundwork for multiple nominations. And I'm like, I have a crazy ass idea for an Irons Maiden single. So- I also, <laughs> I, I have a, a half court shot also. All right. I'm embarrassed to even mention it after Iron's Maiden. Um, <laughs> well, I was embarrassed to mention Iron's Maiden, so we'll be well, I kidding. Dove, I wasn't. I love it so much. I, too, dove into the category and saw that you can get one for best album notes. So your best liner notes. So, <laughs> the most boring, the least rock and roll way to get a Grammy. <laughs> but it counts. So... God, I would be so sad if that happened. Like, they were like, Jeremy Irons completes his ego with best liners. But, but he is a well-known and very vocal Green Party member, um, as is Tom York of Radiohead. Okay. Okay. I can see where, where, where you're cooking up so, here. why not team up? Your liner notes don't have to be anything about the album. But let's say Radiohead writes an album about their green utopia that they are building and let Jeremy Irons write a Shakespeare-esque mini play in the liner notes okay. about environmentalism and nonviolence and music. And I think he could win it. All right. That is a nice little half-court shot. Mm-hmm. It's less fun than an Irons Maiden single, but I mean... It is less fun, and also... Um, It'd be like an all-time trivia question, like, how did Jeremy Irons get his Grammy? <laughs> yes, yes. Also, you know, less encompassing than just doing the scar thing and just 
sweeping the categories, but. Well, it's hard because all of these are just like, it's so tempting to be like, you were so close with this thing or it's so so tempting to just like tweak the knob a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're just like, oh, we just take this thing the person already was so close with and we do like a variation on a theme to get them over the finish line. So it's gonna be tough with these where you're like, do we do you go the like the safe route? Like that makes sense route? Or do you I go think- the Iron's Maiden route or the liner notes route? I think that's why we give options. So when Jeremy Irons is listening, he can decide, you know, what what speaks to his heart. So, Jeremy, if you're listening, you know, you just let us know which one you prefer. We'll help. We can give you all our notes and, mm-hmm. you know, pages you're welcome. Pages of notes. So many notes. Um, yeah. Obviously, these were well thought out and planned and not at all stupid. <laughs> so uh, so where are we landing here? What do, what do, what do we got? I mean, we've I, got... I can't turn on Iron's Maiden. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I did, I you know, I really appreciated the uh, the 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 Scar perspective, Lion King, you know. But I'm glad you came around to Iron's Maiden. Yeah, it's it's the fun option. I'm also glad that I um, went ahead and recorded that. That was my idea. So when um, Disney steals it, ooh, that's yeah, you're on wax now. uh We got him. Yeah, pay up, Bob Iger. Got you. anyway you're welcome jeremy irons we did it we irons did it. maiden sorry get, bruce dickinson you're out getting you that g we are gonna get you that g we can do it well once again we've solved it here on almost egot we've completed the egot for jeremy irons in the best way possible he is welcome to thank us at his leisure and we will see y'all next time on another episode of almost egot very nice